classified. You see, my identity must remain mysterious and my mission secret. If I told you that, I'm afraid I'd have to kill you. I'd like to see you try. I can explain. TMI. TMI, my friends. And here we have a man who's not afraid of any of those warnings. I've just come up with a self-styled title for you. What is it? Social agitator, Rafael Rashid. Good morning. <laughs> you, you are frequently pressing the point on various social issues here in Korea on social media, and I applaud you for that. But today we're talking about the Burning Sun scandal again, something you've had plenty to say about, Rafael. Of course. Um, so, I mean, of course, we've discussed the scandal at length, and we constantly are getting more rumours. We try to sift through the sort of facts and rumours and respect the fact there's a legal process going on. Mm. But one thing we're already seeing is the huge social impact from the Burning Sun. I mean, if I can just summarise it for anyone who's new to it, sex and drug abuse. Right, in the clubs. Victimisation of young women. Yeah. And- appalling, potentially, allegations. Um, Raphael, are you a frequent club goer? Uh... <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> not anymore. Okay. I, I don't think I'm, I think I'm a bit old for that now. Um, yeah. The last time I had an experience of a Gangnam club was when I had some family coming over younger than me. And okay. I had to sort of take them out. But the thing that, I mean, this is only a couple of years ago. And the thing that shocked me most was the fact that everybody was just smoking inside. And Be- before or after the ban? Just a couple of years ago, definitely okay. after the ban. And I was thinking... This isn't very good. How does this club just like brazenly ignore the smoking regulations? Whereas like after they brought in the smoking ban in the UK, like every nightclub was suddenly a a no smoking zone as well as pubs. Um, And it it, it wasn't like people weren't smoking before. Everyone was smoking in the middle. Yeah, exactly. As you know, Raphael. So it might not seem very relevant, but I think it is relevant. I think if if establishments are going to brazenly ignore laws, then... How do you pick and choose which laws they're actually going to follow? I mean, l- last time I went, uh, everyone was <laughs> everyone was buying bottles of uh, soju and vodka and whiskey outside, and then they'd be bringing them back in. Right. I mean, so that's another thing that you're not supposed to do, um, and it's more of a personal choice, perhaps, than something that's going to affect people with secondhand smoke. But it's it's greatly concerning that some of these establishments have their own nighttime laws Mm. that they seem to be completely oblivious or ignorant of what's going on in the rest of society. Right. So uh, tell us a bit more about how some people are actually boycotting some of these establishments. They're trying to change the culture that way. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's very simple. It's it's affected business uh, throughout, especially in Seoul. And... I've been reading a few uh, reports, and it, uh, they're saying that you know, just a few weeks back, places like say Itaewon were full of people waiting in line outside clubs uh, into the early hours of the morning. But since the burning sun in- incident erupted, these clubs, the club scene, has been devastated, and business owners don't know how long the fallback will last for. And yeah, they they blame it on the burning sun scandal. Uh, in particular, it's affecting clubs, you know, pubs and lounges, uh, in nightlife areas. Yeah, Itaewon, Hongdae, Gangnam, um, which you know used to be well, 
should be the heart of the club scene in Korea. I, I pass through Itaewon to get the train, the subway every morning. Uh-huh. And I do so at a time when the clubs are spilling out. <laughs> and in I the morning. No, I, yeah, but I have noticed that it's a bit quieter mm. at about you know, 5.30, 6am. But still, there are lots of girls, scantily clad, to be perfectly honest, open to abuse. I mean, something I see, unfortunately, quite regularly is, uh, say, a single girl walking on her own, yeah. quite drunk, maybe, and, and staggering in well, some direction or another. They're saying that there's a lot less, a right. lot less clientele, a lot less women, and some, some of these clubs are actually closing earlier than expected. But they're not all... burning sun they've not all been <laughs> scandalized necessarily yeah exactly i mean there are many people who are saying you know even in the industry that not all clubs are the same and should be considered problematic you know due to the this high profile incident and that we cannot you know ignore their positive contributions to korean pop or pop culture or music that said you know it, this could be an opportunity or some say that this could be an opportunity for those carrying out shady operations or not necessarily abiding by the rule book to get their acts together and you know clean up a bit well, to one, make it a safe environment i mean one thing i would like to see more of is more of a police presence i mean there's a police station right in the middle of it one i see very few officers I just see basically security guards and security guards have been implicated in this Burning Sun scandal yeah. and they don't always come across as the sort of people like the, the knights in shining armour who are going to help out. I think the only people I've seen in Itaewon actually were military police who sometimes enter these bars and clubs but I think they're only oh, here yeah, to... Oh they're not. They're not here for normal civilians, right? No. And an- another point to make there is, um, is, is like we say, more of a police presence to, to protect... people walking on their own at night for yeah. example at least to know that they're there that there's someone to call upon it's not the person's fault that they're walking on their own they shouldn't have to feel unsafe but burning sun was located in gangnam not itaewon and i don't walk through it gangnam in the morning you're, mm. you're saying it's not been particularly a good location yeah i mean it's not just it's not just gangnam actually you know it's like Let's take Hongdae, for instance. Really? The place is, you know, actually dominated by establishments run and owned by the YG family, i.e. brothers Yang Hyun-sok and Yang Min-sok. And YG is implicated It, in the yeah, scandal. Yeah, so YG, you know, Sung Lee is part of uh, Big Bang. Big Bang is part of YG. YG is being investigated for uh, tax evasion and uh, other, other allegations. Um, and yeah, so you have YG family who own these places like Club NB, MB1, MB2. Um, yeah, and... And I, people are boycotting those specific places yeah, in Hongdae. Yeah, because, I mean, people, I've, I've been reading comments online and, you know, people are saying that after learning that YG owned some of these clubs... that they used to enjoy going to, they've now decided not to go there anymore after the Burning Sun scandal. I mean, I myself, uh, back, back in my student days, I do recall going to Club MB, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't know it was uh, a YG property, so to speak. Um, and I think a lot of people, yeah, didn't know, and now that they're realising, then they're basically boycotting the place. Well, as we mentioned before, even with Itaewon, that's not linked to YG or Gangnam. It seems to have been affected, so it's it's yeah, going even beyond. Yeah, the... yeah. I mean, yeah, like we just we've just been talking about mm. Itaewon is no exception. 
Clubs have been closing earlier than expected. Uh, some apparently, reportedly, several hours earlier than expected. And um, you know, club staff are outside in the streets trying to aggressively recruit people, patrons, to come into the clubs. Uh, I'm not too sure if this uh, short-term kind of uh, recruitment or uh, PR in the street will will, will help in the short. Term. Well, the promotion will be an overdrive. But moving away from nightclubs, part of what you wanted to address today, Raphael, was that there's this ripple effect beyond even, for example, music festivals. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, electronic dance music festivals or EDM festivals. Um, the, you know, these are massive uh, events or uh, yeah, concerts kind of. And they are often promoted in collaboration with clubs and other entertainment establishments. But this year, they will reduce their club-linked activities as much as possible uh, to avoid being embroiled in, you know, controversy. So, you, traditionally, these clubs, you know, Burning Sun or even Arena, uh, used to be used as kind of after-party locations for these festivals. So, if you had a festival ticket, you could get into the club for free after something like that. Uh, not anymore. And this year's uh, Korea's largest EDM festival, the Ultra Music Festival Korea, um, even plans to mobilize like uh, drug sniffer dogs at this year's event. So yeah, they're, they're being very careful and very cautious this year. And there's obviously a link to clubs still there, despite them being music festivals. We even find though a link with a particular noodle chain that... <laughs> Sungni from Big Bang was involved with somehow. Yeah, he was. Um, he was a director at Aori Ramen, a famous Japanese ramen noodle joint in Korea. Um, but you know, people have been also boycotting that. I passed one or two the other day, and it is well, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but there were significantly less people inside. Um, and even though Sungni is no longer part of the company. Um, and the franchises operate independently, people are still boycotting. But the chain uh, recently said that it's cut all of its ties with Sungli and will bring in a professional manager nonetheless. I, I do feel that these boycotts rarely last a long, long time, though. They, they, we've seen plenty of boycotts here in the past. There, I yeah. don't want to repeat the company names, but uh, when you think back to them, you, those companies are still going strong now after a dip. What about the music, though? Are people still listening to Big Bang, for example? <laughs> uh, I mean, yes and no. Again, people are saying don't listen to Big Bang, don't listen to Sing Lee, uh, don't listen to all of these uh, artists who have uh, sexually abused women. I mean, you have the same debate even in the US. You have R. Kelly recently. Michael Jackson again is in the news. And it, so now it's, you know, the debate, should we be listening to music by artists who have committed these um, horrible crimes? Well, I mean, in um, Britain, there's the case of Gary Glitter. Glitter, which is horrendous because there you have convictions for child sexual abuses um but in the case of sungni well he's not actually guilty of anything yet no he's not been found guilty you know i i I read that some some shops were like playing some big bang tracks and Mm, then some mm. customers got offended i mean it's a little bit sensitive you can understand but rafael someone who works in the media are you concerned that the public jury has had its say before courts have done that's also you know true uh, proven guilty until 
proven innocent or proven innocent until proven guilty, whatever, which wherever way round it is. Yeah, well, we we saw it, I think, with the very very obviously with the Puck and Hay scandal before she was actually impeached, before she was actually expelled from office. Mm. Whatever we think might be the case, uh, if we throw away the whole innocent until proven guilty thing, we're on very slippery ice and 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 would sort of abandon our court system altogether eventually. Mm. Rafael Rashid. Wonderful to have you here. We've sparked lots of thoughts there <laughs> through your latest TMI. Thank you very much. Never really TMI with you, Rafael Rashid. <laughs> we can't get enough. Uh, thank you. So we'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. That's our latest show. But um, stay with us for Yerika Park, Inside Korea, after your latest news headlines. <laughs>